We trying to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think you is. Tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. And once again, it's Friday and I'm back with another fresh episode of TGIF. Now, like always, we're here to spill the tea and break down all that's happening in social media, the news and the world of gossip. So sit back, relax and get ready to sip this hot ass tea that we are about to deliver. Please welcome my co-host, multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Happy Friday. Never gets old. Never gets old. Never gets old. And please welcome brand strategist, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? You're back in Texas. I'm back in Texas, and I get back on a plane tomorrow. I'm going to Providence. So why is it my 30-year high school reunion tomorrow? Oh, wow. 30 damn years. I am 48 years old, so I got to go. I got enough people alive to still have. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? There's not a lot of people that I that I want to, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Cause uh-huh. like, but I still want to go. Are you speaking at it or anything? No, Hopefully I just no. barely, I just barely showed up. Like I just barely got it t- together. So the last time I went was my, have y'all been to any of your reunions yet? I, I just had my 20 year, uh, in J- July and I hosted it. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. How was it for you? You know what? I was expecting everybody to look toe down, busted and disgusted. But, you know, I don't know what type of teas and potions that, that my class. <laughs> but they got it together for that reunion and, and everybody looked good. Everybody looked good. My last one was after like a really bad breakup. Right. And so I went I was thinking I was going to kill it and just look so good when I got there. Man, I went there. My dress seemed a little inappropriate, a little too small, a little too tight. Everybody was all conservative. <laughs> Everybody was married or had a boyfriend or girlfriend, like in a serious relationship, except me and this gay guy. And then there was even a special needs kid at our thing. And he had his girlfriend and they were the happiest. And he was dancing all hard, stepping all hard on the dance floor. And I was sitting there like, God damn, everybody got somebody except us. (laughs) It was kind of anyways. But shout out to the class of 91 East Providence High. I'll see y'all all all tomorrow. What's everybody sipping on tonight? Y'all back? Y'all drinking again or no? I'm uh, I'm going to definitely be drinking tonight, but I'm on strawberry lemonade right now. Just a little strawberry lemonade. So you saving it for later, but not for the I'm show. saving it for later because uh, uh, uh. Miss Kenny been on a fast from the bar and she broke she, her. Her fast was over Wednesday, baby. So she making her debut tonight at the bar. So pay attention to my Instagram because y'all know it's going to be a mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Al, what are you drinking? Is that tea? This tea. I figure I gotta I gotta calm down because every time I drink, just looking at Funky make me laugh. So I'll just start laughing before he even say anything. So I was like, okay, let me let me pull it together <laughs> so I don't laugh so much at this dude today. You were a giggling mess uh, Wednesday. <laughs> just looking at it, you and waiting to see what's gonna come out of your mouth makes me laugh, dude. It's like I don't know. So I'm gonna see if this tea helps. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he laughing already. Look at him. I know. I, I'm gonna calm down so y'all can, so the fans can hear all of everybody's commentary. I'm gonna calm down. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. It's TGIF, so let's hop into some of these uh, hot topics. All right, y'all. According to TMZ, former 106 and Park host uh, Terrence J was the target of a follow home 
attempted robbery. Now, it happened around three in the morning when he pulled into his driveway in Sherman Oaks. Another car with four black men inside came out of nowhere. One of the four men ordered Terrence to get out of his own car. Now, instead of complying, Terrence, in fact, drove off and the suspect drove after him and actually shot at his car. Now, thankfully, he wasn't injured and managed to flag down a California highway patrol car. And that officer contacted the LAPD. How scary is this story? What do y'all think about this? This is super scary that folks are out here following people home. But is it me or does it seem like the crimes that people are committing these days are just getting worse? They shooting up people in the mall. They, they, they shooting up people down the street. Now the new thing is following people home. Like, damn, I can't even go to Red Lobster now without fear of you following me home and breaking in my house. Um, there was uh, the other basketball player or whatever football player whose girlfriend was home and somebody broke in their house. People are losing their minds out here um, with these guns and cannon, and we, we definitely got to do something. The boldness to just go to someone's front door like that. So scary. Al, what are your thoughts? You know, this isn't the first time with, for Terrence. This isn't the first time. Now, we know Terrence is a single uh, bachelor, eligible bachelor. He has quite a few parties at his house. This isn't the first time that he's almost been robbed at his house. Something about this story smells like an inside job, if you ask me, because within a matter of hours, they located one of the assailants at a Best Western and was arrested and a young lady was taken into custody. So I want to say this this definitely reeks of an inside job. You know, I worry about a lot of the celebs in L.A. that have these parties at their actual homes, mm -hmm. because like, you know, there's some like that always have parties at their homes and, 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 and you're almost familiar to the neighborhood. So no one would even think twice to see you come back over there. And in the valley in uh, Wood Woodland Hills, I know there was a whole bunch of home invasions of celebrities and people. Again, they're getting quite. I don't know if it's desperate times ever since COVID or just people just feeling themselves, but they to roll up to someone's house. That's yeah. that's that's a lot about the mentality of that person. Not only did they roll up in his house. Now, we saw the video online that his house front driveway is very short and it's it's right off the road. Not only did he roll up on him, but Terrence J was able to back out of that driveway and get away. And they followed him and shot after him, almost like a Western movie or something. And that that's, that's the scary part. Like, all right, it's one thing to try to come steal my stuff. All right, it, it it ain't happening. I'm home. Don't be shooting at me down the street, man. Like, come on. Like, go rob somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you didn't get me. Go get Miss Margaret. She put it up in her house. But don't be shooting me down the dog on street, man. Like, come on. That's 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 some desperate ass mess right there. Like, that's some that like to do that. Like, you're not deterred from that from someone driving off. Right, but I'm just saying, how many house robbers chase their victims and want to shoot them down? And see, now they mad because right. like, what they were saying was, "Uh-uh, bitch, you gonna <laughs> never <laughs> okay? And, and you had the nerve to drive off? <laughs> oh no, ma'am, not today. They said, "Not today, bitch." <laughs> well, speaking of uh-uh, uh bitch, let's get into this Kyle Rittenhouse trial now. During the trial, the judge's phone, Brucey e. Schroeder's phone, his cell phone went off, and his ringer just happened to be Donald Trump's campaign song from his last presidential race. Take a look at this. Court makes a finding that uh, 
the actions that I had talked about were done in bad faith, then I think both elements... This judge has been showing from the beginning that he thinks Kyle, like he's protecting Kyle. That's what it seems like. Yes, the prosecution was wrong on some things and they did violate the judge's orders. But this judge has been definitely showing some favoritism and some babying, might I add, to Kyle Rittenhouse, who also Trump does think is a hero. What do y'all think about this? And do you think this judge should be removed from this case? I actually do. But you know what? I really don't care. This is white people business. And if (laughs) Kyle Rittenhouse get off for it, it's their job to show outrage um, and, and protest and march because they lost two of their own. And they really going to show their true colors because there should be a whole faction of white folks that are mad that their own got killed. But we're going to see if their racism overrides their outrage for one of their own being killed. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I really don't care. This day business, we got enough stuff to handle in our own house. They can have at it. You know, what I find interesting about this, Claudia, is that the media is framing this young man's act as patriotism. (laughs) So it's pretty much we already know that he's going to get off. But I still have that same question that I had from the very beginning. Where are his parents? I need to hear from his mother. Somebody needs to be uh, take responsibility for driving an underage child across state lines with a loaded gun. I need, I mean, I just feel like something, somebody has to give me something to understand why that's okay. It's not okay. The fact, listen, we all have friends that we won't let drive their cars if we think they've had too much drinks in their right. system. Never mind driving your teenage boy to the, the epicenter of riots and demonstrations going on with fires and other gunshots. You're going to drop your son off and be like, all right, son, have a good time. Like, what the hell kind of mother is this? And there isn't enough. Uh, there's moms in prison right now that 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 are that were convicted for for changing up their using fake addresses so their kids can go to better schools. Yeah, you have the, yeah, you have this white mama who drove her kid across state lines to commit a crime to act and he murder people. Don't you know like it's premeditated? Black people don't even let their kids be outside at night. Okay, <laughs> like. I, I couldn't even be at my next door's neighbor's house after damn six o'clock as a 17-year-old, yet alone Tootsie rolling up and down the doggone street. With a gun. A riot. Uh, with a gun. With a gun. A big gun. That you a real big gun. With your mama. Almost <laughs> okay. like it was premeditated. Like she knew that she was delivering her son to, you know, to serve justice or something. I don't understand why she's not being hung out to dry in the media. Me neither. And why no. no charges have been brought against her, even if they're uh, child endangerment. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely think I ain't no lawyer, but I definitely think what she did should be able to register up under child endangerment or, or neglect. At or, minimum, what is it called? A negligent supervision as a parent, negli- negligent supervision as a parent at minimum. Yeah. You know, what's also frustrating about this case. Again, this is like Q said, this is why people business. It has nothing to do with us really per se, but I just, I can't, I always draw like a, 
a comparison to what if and what if, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the way that, that Tamir Rice was not looked at as a 12 year old little boy, but 18 year old Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse is looked at as like, he's just a child and he's so, Mm -hmm. he doesn't know better. They always do this to white kids and then, which is fine. And I think if you are under 18, you should be actually treated like that. But I would also say, can you do the same? Can you allow that same grace? When you see have a, a black teenager, a nine, 10, 11, 12 year old child, no, as you do for these white young men. No, no, because a lot of them, a lot, a lot of white people, unfortunately, innately do not see the humanity in us. They don't. You know what I'm saying? And they're mm-hmm. able in the midst of crimes to see the humanity in the Kyle Rittenhouses because the Kyle Rittenhouses are their nieces and nephews and cousins. Right, looks like sons. them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, but it's just weird because people of color, and black people in particular, we're able to see the humanity in you. Despite the fact that we've got all the reasons, yeah. 400 years worth of reasons, not to eat, not to even treat you humanely. It go, I mean, they've been doing this for so long. I, I don't know if this will ever stop. You know, they've been looking at young little black girls as the objects for sexual satisfaction for them since the slavery times and and little black kids as grown men that they can murder. if They look at their women and it, it just continues in a, in a different form. But the same sentiment continues yeah. to this day. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we got a, a whole bunch more show to go. We'll be right back with more TGIF after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, for those who are interested in Britney Spears and her ongoing saga, she, uh, her conservatorship, ooh, I messed that up. Her conservatorship is officially over. The 39-year-old pop star has been under legal guardianship for 13 years after publicly dealing with mental health issues that had came to a head in 2008. Now, Spears has been trying to end this for more than a year in order to uh, regain her independence and have a say in her medical care. Now, Judge uh, Brendy Penny ruled on Friday, the court finds a conservatorship of Britney Spears is no longer required. Are you guys excited for Britney Spears? Do you care? What do you think about this? Do you think she should still be under it, though? I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because, you know, free Britney. Woo! Now what? I don't want five, seven, ten years to go by and we end up eating our words because uh, uh, she becomes Delonte West or she's on the side of the street, Tootsie rolling, or she cut her hair off all again, or she spent up all her money, or she get on drugs. Like I don't want any of those things to happen to her. So I'm just a little nervous before I completely do the, 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 the Cupid shuffle. I'm going to have to let a couple of years go by and see how she Ike before I woosah. Al, what are your you know, thoughts? <clears throat> good luck. I mean, I hope, I hope this is warranted. I hope she has the ability to maintain her life. Uh, without the conservatorship. I mean, it's something that we've campaigned for for her in America. So, hey, all eyes on you, Brittany. Make it make it a real one. Like, make, make, us, make us believe. I am actually worried as well. I feel like it became a cute slogan to say free Brittany and became popular on social media. So we all joined in, not really knowing the ins and outs of Brittany's actual reasons why she was under this in the first place. I don't think she was under it just for no reason. And at first I was like, oh, this sounds awful. Her father was just trying to take her money. But then she started releasing more videos. And I was like, oh, Okay. I got an iPad. Guys, <laughs> I got an iPad. 
Yeah. I just want to say to Britney's daddy, our bad. <laughs> Listen. Sorry. I, I, I don't know. Britney daddy, I hope Britney daddy embezzled enough of her damn money because yeah, she about to spin the rest of it up. So and uh, these nude like videos, the but she's like holding her booby titties out and everything. I was like, <sighs> Yeah, we're gonna see. But you know what? We ain't gonna put that in the atmosphere. Britney finna come back. She finna team up with Rihanna and Beyonce. J Lo. She finna give us old nasty video on y'all ass. And she's finna reclaim her glory. Britney said she's been gone for too long, and now she coming back with the jump off. And she finna sit all the girls down. She finna sit them all down. Mm. Mm. Y'all ain't buying it. Uh. But I, I've been told I'm too hard on Britney, so I'm I'm gonna be quiet on this one. Yeah, I I I, I hope I hope it works out. Britney gonna sit the girls down. This is what music has been waiting for, baby. Okay, she finna she finna sit all the girls. Who's, who's been waiting for Britney? Who has been waiting for Britney Spears? Music. Who's been waiting for Britney Spears? Come on, give me music. five names. Who been waiting for Britney Spears? Who's been waiting? I've been waiting for somebody to um. Come challenge Beyonce, baby. They don't. Oh, free. first of all, stop, <laughs> baby. They don't free. Oh, free Britney, Janet yeah. retiring. Sierra had done got married. Rihanna selling makeup, baby. Britney Spears is coming. Kelly Clarkson don't got fat. Britney coming. <laughs> Britney, Britney finna sit the girls down. So, so it's Britney Spears out of all the the summer all walkers the out there and all these other people out there and. The, no, Britney, the hers Britney, is gonna Adele be Britney Spears. Watch Adele. out, Adele! Better watch out, baby. Britney <laughs> is hot. They don't freed her. Okay. Speaking of uh, setting the girls down, Megan Kelly recently interviewed Don Lemon's alleged assault accuser Justin Heiss, who is now accusing Lemon of offering him a half million dollars to remain quiet about an alleged incident. Now, Heist told Kelly, money is not what I'm after here. I just want to not live the rest of my life in regret and have a clear conscience and to have closure from this situation. Now, he continued with, there's no amount of money that cancels out the emotional toll or physiological toll that you go through when you're dealing with stuff like this. Now, Lemon is being sued for emotional pain and suffering after allegedly sexually assaulting Heist at a Hamptons bar in 2019. And for those that don't recall, uh, Heist is saying that Don Lemon shoved his hands on his pants and grabbed his genitals vigorously and put it in no boy's face and made him sniff it. And uh, here we are. Al, what are your, what are your thoughts? Okay, so... <laughs> Actually, you know what? There's so many layers to this story. Um, what we found out as of late, as we start to read the court documents, is that this young man actually was harassing Don. So when he came into the uh, bar, and it was not a gay bar, it was a, just a regular straight bar. When he came into the bar, he yelled out to the bartender, let me get two lemon drops for me and my man over here. In addition to that, this man has been caught fit, uh, with pictures in front of Don Lemon's house holding a lemon in his groin area. In addition to that, mm -hmm. the man has been uh, filmed 
taking pictures, laying in Don's front lawn, rolling around in it. So I feel like that this young man has, has, has created this environment. In addition to that, he's been taunting CNN. So this isn't just a little situation where he ran into Don at a bar and this happened, okay? Mm. In addition to that, what straight white man you know would allow a gay man to put his hands down in his pants, in his groin, and then shove it up their nose. Where do they get that? Where do they do that at? And then accordingly, when he shoved it up his nose, the guy ran out the back door through the kitchen. I smell a payday. And this this isn't right. I've been hearing the whispers on the streets that this guy was, in fact, the one that was doing the harassing. And uh, thanks for those facts, because I didn't know that about the being in front of Don Lemon's home and and, 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 all with the lemons. Well, that makes more sense. I don't see Don Lemon. Listen, Love him or hate him, which I actually like Don Lemon. He's not an idiot. No. He knows what his position is at CNN Mm -hmm. and how influential he is and how he's already a target of the right. They hate him. Donald Trump hates him for the things, his his fearlessness and what he says. And he's very opinionated on his show. So um, I don't think he'd be that dumb to go into a bar the Hamptons publicly and do this. I, I just don't, I don't believe, I never believe it. And that boy wasn't even cute enough. Like, you ain't even <laughs> cute enough to be sexually harassed, number one. But I'm going to tell you, it was one oh, thing. Oh, here they go. Here they go. You got, to, they be, go. You got to be cute, honey. The, gay, the gays are superficial, baby. We, we ain't <laughs> harassing no Kyle Rittenhouse-looking mofo, okay? Um, <laughs> he didn't even He didn't even look He didn't even look clean. That's probably why Don took his hands and supposedly <laughs> stuck it back in his own face. Nasty bastard. So he ain't cute um, enough to be sexually harassed? No. Not enough, no. No. Okay. Uh, but, you know, there was one thing in the story that got me. I didn't like how the white, the, the, the accuser said that Don, nothing's going to happen to Don because he's an African-American gay man on media. And I'm just like the nerve of you. Right. The nerve of you. White men are the most protected in the mm-hmm. corporate work environment. You got you honestly said out of your mouth because he is black and gay. the biggest strike you can have. Well, you know, they're flipping it now against us now. Now it's it's gone. The pendulum has swung the other way now where they're like, oh, I can't say anything. I was in an elevator in L.A. and this guy was being extremely rude. And before I could say anything, he goes, oh, white privilege. It's because of my white. I was like, my my guy, no one's even talking about your color. They're so on edge and they're so quick to use that and think that whatever we say is going to get them in trouble, paint them as a racist. So they're just trying to get the jump on us with this nonsense. Mm -hmm. Nice try, but it's not going to work. No, right. All right. I don't even know how to transition to this story after that. Terry Crews is receiving backlash for his ad on his TikTok ad for Amazon. Damn, Terry Crews. Can we just talk for a second? You was that guy after the Friday. Like you was a great replacement on Friday. People loved you and white chicks. And we were rocking with you. You was like our, a, a secondary hood deep, like a little more bougie Debo to us. And ever since, he's been making all these moves. And it's like, the more he talks, the more he digs himself in a hole. And I actually liked Terry Crews. Right. But let me tell you about this video. So in the video, Crews gives people an inside look at what uh, it's like to work at Amazon at a, at a warehouse while performing many of the tasks himself. He then becomes excited at the opportunity to drive a forklift and talks about the great benefits that Amazon employees are said to receive. Now watch this. Hi, Terry. Wait, I get to drive a forklift? 
benefits, tuition, and flexible hours. They're hiring everywhere, so check it out for yourself. After Cruz posted that, <laughs> <laughs> it's not given what it's, it's supposed to, it's not given. It's not given. Okay. After he posted that video, former and current employees of Amazon flooded his comments uh, with stories of Amazon history of mistreating employees. Now, they wrote about how Amazon workers are forced to work long hours without breaks, about the low pay rates and the high turnover rate at the company. Now, are y'all surprised that Terry Crews is once again in the news for something that he should not be proud of? Or is it just is he just having bad luck? Is it just like it's not his bad on this one? What do y'all think? I'm going to come to Terry's defense on this one mm-hmm. um, because he, he didn't do anything. He, he, he picked up a he, he went on an audition, picked up a commercial job. The people are mad with Amazon. If you switch out Terry Crews with Gwyneth Paltrow, the outrage would still be the same. They're mad with the working conditions at Amazon. It just sucks that you know, Terry's getting caught up in this because he's already got so many other strikes with us. But this this one, y'all, I don't think we can put on Terry, but I got a feeling Al finna say something. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You know, this is the deal, Carter. You asked a very good question. This is uh, Terry Cruz's new pocket. He has found his pocket with the media. And, and this is how he works the media. This is why he stays getting paid and why he's on TV every day. So he, he, this new pocket that he works, is like, it's like offensive, but not offensive. He he's an agitator. Yeah, he's, a, he's like an agitator in there. To me, he's not a coon, but he definitely is a little Sambo adjacent, right? Like he's like a Wayne yes, Brady 2.0, right? Don't, don't y'all feel that a little bit? Almost like yes. a Wayne Brady. But you know what? The the uh, the record, not the record labels, the, the, the TV houses, the film houses, the networks, they can't get enough of this Sambo adjacent character. That's a great term. I was going to say coon adjacent, but Sambo adjacent works as well. And I feel like he is... You know what? After the comments he made, he kind of got pushed out of the black community a little bit. A lot of us were done with him. So he almost has no choice but to take these Sambo adjacent roles. And he's going to be the best Sambo adjacent actor mm-hmm. that he can be now. Now, it's kind of like when you, you're deemed the bad guy, you go be the best bad guy you can be. Yeah, right. But y'all don't be mad at Terry. He just did the commercial. Be <laughs> be mad at, at Jeff Bezos' ass, okay? And uh, that's who y'all need to be mad at. Hell, Quiet as it's kept, his wife got enough of that damn divorce money to be mad at her ass too. Ooh. Be mad at the Jeff oh, Bezos' yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah. Okay. She got the Amazon money. Real quick, this wasn't in the in the in the talking points, but did y'all see the video with Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez and and um and Leonardo DiCaprio? She was all yeah. up in his all face, up in his grill. in the sexy. I want to f eyes. Did y'all see that? Yes, I was on that stuff and it had too she much money. She got enough money to get it. All she got to do is make a movie and put him in it. Well, she's, you know, she's um her baby. She's the baby mama of Tony Gonzalez, the, the NFL player that is uh-huh. a commentator now. And then now she's with Jeff Bezos. But she was looking at Leonardo like, like, like Bezos wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. 
All right, y'all. Uh, you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, the the extremely horrific accident that uh, Los Angeles mm. uh, Vegas uh, Raiders wide receiver got into. So uh, actually, we're going to do a live read. When we come back. We'll be right back with more TGIF after this quick commercial break. We'll be right back to TGIF. Now, look, it's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, especially because today. You can save big on a gift they'll use every single day. That's Raycon wireless earbuds. Now with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening right away for hours and keep on listening with uh, total comfort. Now the audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. Now the new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Pure mode, podcast listening, blues and instrumental. Balance mode for podcasts, heavy listening, rock, heavy rock and heavy metal. Bass mode, hip hop, EDM, reggae and more. Now Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. There's also a built in mic and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Now look, the holiday season is uh, you know, time to get something they can use for calls, work, or for work or play at home or on the go. So go ahead and pick a pair up for yourself or a loved one. Go to buyraycon.com slash TGIF today and unlock exclusive deals up to 20% of your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't want to miss out. That's buyraycon.com slash TGIF to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons, buyraycon.com slash T-G-I-F. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more show after. I got it. Welcome back to T-G-I-F. Now, we got to get into this next story. It's a, a pretty tragic story, and uh, it was just awful. 22-year-old Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs faces over 50 years in prison after crashing his Corvette into another car that killed a 23-year-old woman and her dog. Now, Ruggs and his girlfriend, who was a passenger uh, in the, during the accident, suffered only minor injuries. A video resurfaced of Ruggs speeding in that very same car earlier this year that prosecutors plan to use against him in this case. Now, after the, his hearing this week, prosecutors hit Ruggs with five charges. Now, if he's convicted on all counts, Ruggs will get up to 40 years in prison. Ruggs' blood work revealed blood alcohol concentration of 0.161, which is more than two times the legal limit of 0.08. The video is online of the accident, of, of the aftermath and the car and fire, and it is, it is horrific. And also, Ruggs and his girlfriend on the side of the road, and he just seemed totally out of it. What are your thoughts on the story? What are your thoughts on the time he might get and just everything about the story? So first things first, Black people, this is not one of the cases that we're going to lend our civil rights energy to, okay? Because, like, this is just 100% all his fault and, like, whatever happens just happens. Um, I texted you and Al on Wednesday when I watched the video, and the video brought me to tears because there was a car sitting there on fire and I'm watching the video knowing that someone was sitting in that car that was unable to get any help. There was nothing anybody could do except sit there and let that girl and her dog burn to death. That's got to be sad. And I, I, I kept thinking about this girl's mother and father 
are going to see this video and be traumatized and scarred in a way that will be irreparable. This is just a bad situation all the way around that did not have to be. Y'all get y'all damn asses in an Uber or a Lyft when you're driving. Or do like I do and go to a bar that's two lights down from your damn house and walk home or come home with somebody from the bar that has not been drinking as much as you have. But do not begin behind no wheel while you're drinking. Mm -hmm. Al, what do you think? You know, this is a tale of how uh, your lifestyle teaches you a life lesson. Um, and it's very, 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 very unfortunate for this young man because we they you've seen this outpour of support. We've saw support from the quarterback of the team. We saw support from his college coach. We saw support from uh, another quarterback from his college. They all issue in statements that's a that's a professional athlete, the quarterback in the NFL. And they all said that this unfortunate incident could not have happened to a more humble and nicer guy. So it just saddens me to my core to watch him be used as an example right now because that state prosecutor is using him as an example uh, with drinking and driving, using him as example with speeding and using him as an example uh, with bodily harm to his girlfriend, which she didn't even press the charges, but the state prosecutor is, and also using him as example for carrying a loaded gun. This just stacks up unfortunate for him. And I hope that he has the money and the wherewithal and resources to find a good attorney to help unravel some of this and reduce some of these charges. Al, 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 you is full of shit. It ain't nothing unfortunate about any of using him as an example, an example of what the hell he did. You got in a car drunk, you had a loaded gun, you hurt the person that was sitting there, you he ran into this girl. Not only did you kill her, you killed her and the dog. No, okay, man. I got it. I, I got it. But listen, he's a 20-some-year-old male. He he makes mistakes. We make mistakes. Q, you've made mistakes in your life. It didn't lead to the death of someone, but it could have. We got to have compassion on all levels. Now, if he had a had a, a record where he had tons of speeding tickets, where he was you know, drinking a lot, where this guy exhibited behavior, which led to him doing this, and it needs to be stopped, I understand. But people make mistakes, and people can change. I, I agree with you on that. But let me ask you this, Al, both of y'all, if that was your mother, or sister in that car, would you want to hear anything about it was his first time? You know what I mean? Like, it just takes on a different meaning when you personalize right. it. And it's like, yeah, we probably have all gotten behind the wheel. I'll be the first to admit, when I was younger, I for sure got lucky that nothing ever happened. But I don't, I don't right. do that, you know. And yes, Uber is my friend now. But when you think about this man, this woman burnt alive in a car. Mm-hmm. He I might be, there might be a reason so, to make an example out of him. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't listen. I'm not taking it away. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not saying he does, he shouldn't take responsibility legally for what he's done and go to prison or whatever that is. But 50 years, guys, we've seen people do worse and get less. Oh, that's so excessive. All, for sure. That's I'm, excessive. All I'm saying is, I hope he finds a good lawyer 
People make mistakes. We've all done it before. I've done it before. People make mistakes and they do and should have a fair trial where they're not made an example of and given the sentence for what they did without all the extra bells and whistles. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not compassionate and I don't feel for the family of the lost girl and the little dog. I'm just saying, understand that there is another side. This is another life that we are putting in jeopardy of going to prison and never coming back out. And it just doesn't feel right to me. Sorry. Ooh, all right, Let, let's just... <laughs> It's just, thing just a hard, that, that that car burning just like I, right. I'm I'm just I'm just straight up not hearing anything that's coming out your mouth. Like it, right. it's it's like it's not registering with me at all. And it's not because it's you. It's just because I can't get them images of that girl burning right. in that car out my mind. And this did not have to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. You drinking and flying down a commuter street over a hundred miles an hour. And I'm just like if. To Claudia's point, if I'm her family, I don't want to hear S-H-I-T about no damn compassion because you in prison for 50 years, but you still living, breathing and getting three hots in a cot. And my daughter and the dog is dead. And might I add, this is a this is not a poor man. This is a man that has access to car service, a driver, mm -hmm. anything that he needed and a girlfriend. Like, what the hell? I would never let KJ get behind the wheel drunk. Never. Like, I'm sorry. There was so many people that probably party with them that night or hung out. There was so many times that this could have been stopped. I remember having to fight a friend one time to get her keys out of her hand because I know for sure if she would have driven home, she would have killed somebody. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. Yes, I do. I, I agree. 50 years. They're doing too much with that. But I, but he he caused this himself. Right. I get it. You know what I mean? All yeah, right. Whew. All right. Well, Will Smith has been very candid about his life in his new memoir. Will God, every single day, these people are releasing some of their personal. I'm so sick of it. I liked it when they we didn't know shit. Uh, I, I I used to like both of them more. I'm like, uh, uh. I know, right? Okay. In the in the book, he discussed his feelings about Tupac and how he felt inadequate, largely due to Tupac's tight bond with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, is that what we're calling it? All right, check out what he wrote about Tupac. In the beginning of our relationship, my mind was tortured by their connection. He was Pop and I was me. I hated that I wasn't what he was in the world and I was suffering a raging jealousy. I wanted Jada to look at me like that. If she chose me over Tupac, there was no way I could be a coward. I have rarely felt more validated. I was in a room with Tupac on multiple occasions, but I never spoke to him. The way Jada loved Pac rendered me incapable of being friends with him. I was too immature. What are your thoughts on Will admitting to being intimidated by Tupac and how he's being honest about his life and how he felt inadequate and how he never even spoke to Tupac because of his jealousy? I'm definitely impressed by the level of vulnerability. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And the, the, the level of, of honesty that Will was able to divulge. You know, he said he wanted Jada to look at him the way he looked at Tupac, but it looked like Jada don't look at a lot of damn people the way <laughs> he looked at Tupac, including the doggone Algus Alcina. The, the question is, you know, when was Will going to get his damn cataracts fixed and figured out that Jada ass, from, from the looks of things, ain't been right since this whole damn thing started or whatever the case may be. But to your point, Claudia, I'm sick and tired of, of Will and Jada. I want Will book to hurry up and come on out. Let's read it. 
and then burn that damn book and burn that damn red table. <laughs> Al, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I miss the days where I didn't know anything about Will and Jada. I miss those days of them being protected. I don't know, guys. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but this book and the red table has just really given me a different perspective on this couple. Like, I always held them up as Black royalty, Hollywood's Black royal couple. But now I'm just starting to smell or see you know, little acts of thirst and desperado to seek media attention to sell a book. Now, you know, why not? Well, I guess I understand. I would like to see them do more stuff like support their daughter. Um, you know, her music, her her single is, it's but it's breaking through the top 20. Did y'all know it was at 20, number 21? Why I, didn't I, know she, I, I didn't know she had another song. I, I, I mm-hmm. thought she stopped. I thought she stopped doing music after I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my <laughs> no. She's got she's got a on the Billboard 100. She has a number 21 song. I what like what genre? Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. What is it? R? Is it rock? Alternative? I. It's called Meet at Our Spot. I would assume that it's kind of like a mixture. That okay. would I, that's the vibe that I give her. Like a little pop, a little pop with a little edge to it. Okay. But yeah, I would rather them. I would rather see them use their media to help their daughter than use their media to recant. All of these things that to me it just is making it awkward. Like, or I'd like to see Jada in a movie that was on the level of Set It Off. I'd like to see Jada be back doing her thing, like as a as an actress, because she actually no, did her she thing. Too busy, she too busy telling all her damn business at that <laughs> damn table. It's something about that damn red table. Got them all going to they hell. They need to paint that damn table, <laughs> or they need to burn it, or saw off one of the legs. It's that damn. It's a Ouija board up under that table. It's something, <laughs> that table got roots on it. That whole family ain't been right. I, I just hate table. that. It, I just hate that it feels like it just totally cheapened their brand. Right. 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 Like, right. like I, you know, like we don't really have a lot of these power couples with black man, black woman, Hollywood royalty that we could be like Will and Jada, Denzel right. and Pauletta. Like we, you know, we, we love to have it. And then it's like, Listen, everyone has, you, there's two ways looking at it. Okay, they're like, just like us, they have issues. But like, I feel like it makes, to me, I feel like, poor, I, I'm looking at Will like, damn, Will. Like, but I you don't know. What, know. You, know what, you know what it does prove? It, 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 it proves that all of these people that we put on pedestals from a relationship are perspective human. are simply human. Look at Bill Cosby and Camille. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Will and Jada. And I'm pretty sure Pauletta and Denzel got some stories to tell. They just got enough class and decency to keep their damn mouth closed. Oh, yes. They all have stories. They do. Oprah and Gail, they got something to tell, but you know, they ain't telling nobody. They just, you know, having them little last me and brunch parties that Oprah be having. <laughs> <laughs> Legends ball. We, I, I saw that Legends ball for what it was, honey. It was an underground lesbian garden. Cut it party. out. I was at that Legends ball, <laughs> boy. A whole nother show. Hey, uh, there it is. Well, you just confirmed it, Al. <laughs> Al was at the lesbian ball. <laughs> Wish you there, Al. He said he was there. You know, Al was there. Oh, was Al, there. Al actually was the producer and of the Legend. Journey Caesar was officiated, and D.R. Warwick was there singing. Oh, change. Oh, All of them was in there. We singing. I think Latifah was up in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we have more show after this. You know, Al was a, uh, yeah, he was honored there. He produced it. He- 
<laughs> oh, I'm looking at the comments. Y'all so messy in the comments. I'm not going to read y'all's comments. Y'all know you're being messy. What happened? All right. They, we'll watch the rerun tomorrow, Al. We'll just Uh-oh. hop in and chat with the people. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Uh, now, Al, uh, Al, you might want to grab your little Kappa cane <laughs> for this story. A top executive, former executive of Kappa Alpha Psi, pled guilty to stealing nearly $3 million from the fraternity. Wait, I thought the Kappa was supposed to be cute. Hold on. That's Cut my thing. <laughs> y'all, y'all supposed to be the pretty boys with hairlines, I thought. No? <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, supposedly he sold nearly $3 million from the fraternity. Now, according to prosecutors, Curtis D. Anderson began stealing from the fraternity in 2012 and used the checks he either made out to himself or forged signatures in exchange for cash. Santander Bank flagged the unusual transactions and informed the fraternity three years ago. Now, Anderson cashed 78 fraudulent checks at Santander Bank and 40 checks at a Wells Fargo Bank. What are your thoughts on this story? And do you think things like this normally happen in black fraternities and sororities? No, they don't. They absolutely do not. I'm a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and we don't steal, yet alone steal from each other. Okay, y'all supposed to be brothers. You can't trust light-skinned people. You sure can't trust no Negro walking around shimmying. This look like some shady mess, don't it? They look like somebody (laughs) that's going to steal. And I'm going to tell you something. Stealing anybody that got a capa right now over the money at their organization. Y'all need to audit what the hell's going on because <laughs> these cappers ain't no good. Women, if you married the one, check your credit report. Check your bank account because they steal. Just like Al tried to steal that lady money. <laughs> well, Al, I'm sure you were president of the fraternity or vice president or founder. Please speak on your fraternity to defend your peoples, Al. What do you think about this? You know what, Q, I'm going to let you have this one tonight. But production, do we have that picture of that alpha wearing the heels in the pink uh, suit? (laughs) At graduation. You know what's so funny about this is that, you know, uh, we've seen this type of activity in our our fraternities and our sororities and our Black organizations. Um, But this, this, this brother is battling a gambling and what we found out, an alcohol addiction to the point where when the bank flagged the account, they brought in the president and the executive director. And while they were meeting with the president of that bank, uh, he came in to cash a check. <laughs> and when he was leaving, because when he came in, they saw him. And when he, he ducked back out, they texted him and said, yo, brother, where, you know, you just came to bank. Why are you leaving? But anyway, we're still one of the most influential black fraternities in America. Nobody can take that away from us. Uh, in addition to that, this, I do say, speaks to a deeper theme here, Claudia, which I think you tapped on earlier. Black organizations, including the HBCUs, we need to see, be more transparent. We need to see more transparency as it relates to the finances. And one of the things that we can bring up is what's going on at Howard. Howard is one of the, uh, their endowment is one of the largest funded endowments in the history of a historically black college and university, but they're over there living in substandard. Um, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't, don't bring Howard into this. Don't I leave think, Howard out of this. this I just think, I just, he tried to deflect. Yeah, and he tried okay. to deflect. Look at Howard alone. I'm just saying, <laughs> there, in all our organizations, there need to be more transparency on the finances. 
So all of them, not just the, the, well, the cap. Well, um, in Alpha Phi Alpha history, we ain't got no history of $3 million being stolen, okay? And if it did get stolen from our books, it got caught sooner. See, y- y'all lacking and y'all slacking. No, we just got it. so much money that we we didn't realize $3 million was gone. Imagine. Oh, oh. We got so much money because we are one of the most influential and wealthiest. Well, I tell you what. Fraternities yeah, I tell you three. what. That $3 million didn't mean anything. I, I tell you what, you ain't like got a, it no like more. A dollar or two felt like it was missing. <laughs> you might have had the most, but you ain't got it no more. Okay. <laughs> um, Buddy, you better move on. I'm going to use for the cues, guys. Buddy, you better move on because you don't. How you feel? Me. Y'all paying y'all dudes. You know, dudes. Be up here doing he my there, research. He up there drinking up y'all dudes' money. He up there drinking up y'all dudes and Jerry Curl money. That man drinking up all y'all dudes money. They're taking his ass down to the casino and gambling and getting prostitutes and God knows whatever else with y'all dudes. How does that feel? Do you want to come right here and bring Hampton and Howard into the situation? No. Next, next no. story, please. Next story. Mm, that was fun. <laughs> I'd be mad as hell if I sent my dudes money into the corporate and his ass uh, don't spend three million dollars. <laughs> y'all, do you, do you know what y'all could have actually been doing in Are the you still talking, Are you still talking? Do you know how much good programming y'all could have been doing <laughs> with three million dollars? Al, do you Next. feel anger towards this man though? Being oh no, no, I you know listen, it happens in all all major companies. I mean, we if you guys watch that show on CNBC, we learned that most of the theft that happens in major corporations is an inside job from somebody in the C-suite. It's the reason why they want to be in that position is so that they can embezzle money. So I'm not upset with him. I'm just glad that we caught it. And to all the Greeks out there, y'all, I'm just jonesing on Al. It's all Greek love. Once, once we graduate, it's all Greek. But the Alphas, we don't steal. <laughs> y'all just wear high heels. <laughs> and y'all wear panties, so we eat it. <laughs> what's, what's the best uh, fraternity out there? What's the best one? Kappa Alpha Phi Alpha. The first. Alpha Phi Alpha, the first. Can y'all both give me, you know, we were going to do another story, but we'll do it next week. Let's use this last amount of time. Give me 30 seconds why your fraternity is the best fraternity. You want to go first, Al? Go ahead, Al. <laughs> I, I would say that that Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated was the best fraternity for me to join because everything, when I looked at the top of the organization to the bottom, also where I grew up, the effect that they were having on the community in which I live, uh, uh, just made me want to be a better person. And they did it better than any other fraternity that was okay. in and around my environment. All right, Q, your turn. So we're simply the best because we wrote the rule book on what it means to be a black fraternity. That's number one. I mean, we we are the blueprint. We are, you know, they had to go off and create their little thing because they wasn't good enough to make it into ours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for that reason alone. And then they, you know, basically predicate, you know, membership based upon their pretty boyness and their ability to embezzle and get away with it. So, you know, we're the best because we honest, number one. You know what I'm saying? And we're intellectual and outstanding members of the community. Let me not, be it not, you know, be remiss. Martin Luther King, the father of the civil rights movement, 
is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, we are out of time. We'll have to finish this debate <laughs> another time. Good show, fun times. I'll see y'all next week. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Stick around for the house that's coming up next. Y'all have a safe weekend. I'm going to bring lots of pictures from this reunion. And uh, oh, yeah. Good be, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right, y'all have a good weekend. Thanks, soulmates. Bye, Bye. soulmates. Bye, soulmates.